So they say the best way to learn is to learn from somebody who's already been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. This week on the Live Big, Lift Big podcast, LCK and I are sharing what we wish we knew about training when we first started, so you don't have to make the same mistakes we have. Enjoy. Hey you, LCK and I wanted to let you know about a promotion we're running for the month of May just for Live Big, Lift Big listeners for the Paragon Training Methods Home Gym Workout Bundle. So this bundle includes four programs that you can do either three or four days a week. And the great thing is, is that you don't need any sort of machines or fancy equipment. So it's perfect for y'all with home gyms or memberships to gyms that don't have machines. During May, you can get 20% off your first month's membership. All you need to do is go to paragontrainingmethods.com, use the code LBLBHOMEGYM, all one word, at checkout to join and start getting them gains. Hey, welcome everyone. You are listening to the Live Big, Lift Big podcast powered by Paragon Training Methods, hosted by LCK and myself, Alex Macklin. Thanks for listening in and we hope you all enjoy the show. But no, I remember like my dad would always crack jokes and be like, here, let me go grab the telephone books. And I would literally have to stack two of them just so that I could like see over the drivers. That's so funny. I mean, American cars, they made them big, man. Like back then, at least they were huge. Well, the thing is, (laughs) (laughs) I used to like literally my dad hated me because I used to get in so many like I would just scrape up the car like I couldn't parallel park all these things. It's because I couldn't see like I'm literally like this. Right. (laughs) And so it's like now that I drive a forerunner and I'm like, oh, no freaking wonder, because I actually remember in Austin, uh, maybe a few months ago or something. We like got a rental car and I was back to like driving a little like tiny, uh, you know, four wheel drive thing. And I was like, bro, I'm going to like bust up this, <laughs> this freaking like, tr- what, uh, I can't even remember the name of the like rental company, uh, Turo, the one where you just rent. Like I literally was like driving like a little grandma because I was like, <laughs> I can't see, I can't park this thing. And like, I'm like an immaculate parker. Like again, I only back in my forerunner. And like, couldn't parallel park, like was really scared of some scrape up stuff. And I was like, okay, I wasn't actually that bad of a driver. I'm still not a great driver, ADHD, whatever. But like, wasn't that bad. Um, what was your, what other cars did you have growing oh, up? I had a 94 Nissan Altima that had bubble tint. Like, you know, yeah. like, like, you know how the tint <laughs> starts failing and it's all bubbly in the back. That was my, that uh-huh. was my first car. That car cost. I still remember to this day how much it cost. It cost $2,000. My mom bought it. And she was like, wrote the check to this dude. And she was like, my hands are shaking. And I'm like, it was a lot of money for us back then. We didn't grow up with that much money. So no. it was a lot of money. But yeah. And then, and then I got into a car accident. So somebody somebody backed into me. And then I, it was total because it was a POS. Bitches. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But... It's crazy though, because if you look at like beater cars these days, like literally you... Like even like $10,000 doesn't buy you shit. It's so wild because same thing. It was like, I had, so let's see, I had the 1996 Grand Prix. Then I had a 2002 Saturn Coupe. It was blue. It was, it was, it was Sonic the Hedgehog blue. (laughs) Dude, I, well, and I thought it was such a baddie with that car. It's like, (laughs) um, literally I like saved up my money. I like worked a ton. Uh, I forget, you know, again, how old I would have been at that point, but I like hustled really hard at work. So I could get custom plates. So my car said, oh, no's. And quite literally, the number of times that I like gotten an accident, oh, like, like stupid stuff where I'd be like, 
I'm sitting in standstill traffic. I like lean to get coffee. And then you like let your foot off the freaking brake and like just like bump somebody. And then it's like, oh, you know, like big insurance thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Place, ironically, <laughs> I, same ironically, uh, I, so that car actually got totaled by an F-150, like literally just like T-boned me. Um, so that car died. And then what did I have? A little... Oh, I had the black Mazda CX-5, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think I had when I met you. Yep. And then obviously I was like, okay, like bad bitch. I knew car. But what year, because you, you had, you bought your Subaru Forester. Was that 2018? It was 19. It was right before I moved to Austin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What did you have before that guy? Uh, I was driving around my dad's, my dad's old Ford Explorer, 98 Ford Explorer. He gave it to me. Um, so I didn't have a car and they seen me roll. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. I love that, that truck, man. <laughs> that truck was, uh, they don't make them like they used to cause they had, that was a V8 and now they put all the yeah. weak ass V6 in there to save, save the environment. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, cause Charlie and I've been driving back and forth so much to Newport, which is 90 minute drive. We both got our cars tuned. It was like 500 bucks a piece, but basically now we get better gas mileage than we were previously. Like it's, it's definitely not like you know, yeah. whatever they're doing under the hood, you're probably not supposed to do it. But my, my forerunner was already loud and now I'm like extra obnoxious. I'm like, Oh, this is very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking what video games are you playing these days? Anything? Um, I've been playing this game called Mount and Blade Banner Lord. It's basically Basically, like an RPG simulator. You go around like hacking and slashing people. I mean, that's <laughs> takes, uh, takes. So, my question did you play the Diablo? Is it Diablo 5 it's or four. Diablo 4? It's going to be 4. I don't even know. Okay. Did you get to play the, the beta? No. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I didn't get to play it. That was literally right in the middle of like surgery stuff. And one of my friends, actually, it was my like roommate from college, was texting me and I was like, <laughs> Because I think, well, it's at the end of May that it actually drops, right? June so, first. I mean, the podcast birthday. might <laughs> comes out my birthday. The podcast gonna go away. <laughs> Everybody be like, "Where'd LCK and Alex go? We playing Diablo? Catch us!" <laughs> we'll have to drop our handles. I I know there are people in my DMs that are like, "Dude, yes, we we vibe, we play the same." So we need to like. <laughs> uh, what we talk about? Well, today, yeah, yeah I was gonna say. <laughs> Today, we are basically going to do an episode about things that we wish we knew sooner in regards to training, fitness, the gym, working out. Uh, It's one of those things that's like, obviously, both of us have been around and we're dinosaurs. We've been doing this a hot minute. And there's so many things that you just look back and you're like, God, I would do things so much differently or like, oh, I wish I knew this sooner. So that's going to be kind of the focus of the episode today. And then we want to do one about nutrition. And then we were actually even tossing around the idea of doing one about like business stuff as well. We haven't really done any episodes about like running your own nutrition business or running, you know, like a fitness platform or something like that. So I think like even a business one could be super dope as well. Because again, it's just like, Woo! Dark days, man. It's it's been tough out there, right? Still um, figuring so shit we're out. Really, <laughs> still, still know nothing. Still figuring it out. Um, so I'm actually gonna let Alex start on this one. We basically just kind of like quickly brainstormed some 
some little ideas that came to mind and we'll kind of like riff on them for a few minutes. Yeah. But, uh, some of these are really good. So I'm excited. About yeah. That. I'm looking at, I'm looking at this list. I'm wondering which one to tackle first, but um, man, I really, really feel like we could talk about like the program hopping. Like um, I see it a lot still, you know, even I'll say even in Paragon, I see it a lot too. Like people are yeah. like, <laughs> people get the shiny, <laughs> people get the shiny object syndrome. Like they see, like, ooh, like there's gonna be this movement in this cycle this time. I'm gonna go over to this program and do that one when they've been doing, you know, just fine on the program that they've been on. And I mean, yeah, what our cycles what go every six weeks or so. So yeah, yeah, so they they're usually a total of like twelve weeks, yeah. uh, or sometimes even eighteen weeks. But it's like people will be like halfway through, yeah. <laughs> be like three to four weeks, and I'll be like, mm, yeah. person keeps posting a video. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, there's nothing wrong. I think with switching a program if you need to change it because of like life, you know, um, or maybe there's something a goal that you have changed. But also too, if you're constantly changing goals or constantly changing. Your programming, um, you never give your really yourself a chance to to see what you can, you know, progress to. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're you're kind of kind of restarting every single time you do it. So I mean, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> so if you caught me like circa 2014 to circa 2016. I was the queen of hopping like specifically CrossFit programs. So it was like there were, you know, kind of the, we'll say like three to four out there. It was like everybody would follow Invictus programming for like 30, 60 days. And then you'd be like, wow, I feel shitty and beat down or I just like, I'm not seeing the progress I think I should be seeing. So then it would be like, I'm going to hop to Misfits. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. and and same thing. I'd be like, month, couple months goes by and you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hop to comp train. And the thing is like, you're not seeing progress and you're not seeing the results you're trying to get because that shit takes time, right? right? Like there's a reason why training cycles are, hey, these are 12 weeks, 15 weeks, 16 weeks long. It's like you, you don't quickly gain muscle. We can't quickly gain strength. And there's no cheat code in terms of, yeah, like if everything's really dialed in on nutrition, fitness. Yes, you're going to go from A to B faster than somebody, you know, play and fuck around and find out. But yeah, it's like I every single month I'd be like, oh, uh, th- this isn't working. And, yeah. and it is. It's that the grass is always greener on the other side is kind of, like and, and you do, it's fitness. like you join some, <laughs> no, quite literally though. Cause it's like, you're oh, like, oh, this is new. That's, this is oh. awesome. There, There's different movements. This is so fun. Yeah. And then it compounds over time. And then you're like, this is a bad hookup. I need to go. <laughs> like I need to ghost. Um, truly like that's, that is a thing. And I think what's most fascinating about fitness too. And this is what I think about all the time is it's like, there is a reason why I chose Brian to be the programmer and the programming expert for Paragon is 25 years. Like dude is yoked, dude knows his stuff and dude knows his science and his research and evidence-based stuff, right? And it's like all these people out there will grow a social media following and it's like they, whatever it is, they're talented and maybe they're like, oh, well, I'm a nutrition coach by trade. So I should also offer training. Like that totally makes sense that you would have everything in house. But you see these random ass people writing programming and being like, oh yeah, we're we're now offering training. And it's like, but like, 
how what's your background like how how are you writing these programs because again i've been doing this 15 plus years and if you were like oh brian gets hit by a bus he's out i w- i still would not know how to write good programming that's going to get people results it's like i could fake it until i make it based off of like programming i've seen right uh that that we've done and we've followed but it's like I don't have that nerdiness and education background to the extent that he does. And so I find it so fascinating that people just be like, oh, I work out. I I train. I can write programming. Like, that is terrifying (laughs) me. Because like I said, it's like I've been on the receiving end of when you're following programming that actually isn't good programming. And you're following programming that doesn't prioritize recovery. And it doesn't prioritize rest days. It's just not good. Like, maybe you're lifting at, like, you know, the the wrong RPs and all that stuff. Or constantly changing all the time. Like... Right. Like doing doing all sorts of different variations of movements just to make it interesting. Like, what do you what do you say? Because one of the biggest things I hear is like people say, oh, I'm just getting bored, like getting bored doing the same movements. And I I hear that and I get it because I was the same way. I was like, I was like, (laughs) man, I'm getting bored doing this. But like literally what really made things happen was sitting here doing the same shit, same movements for 10 damn years, like still squatting, still doing the, the same movements for this minute, for this many years. I'm like sweating a little <laughs> at my response. And if you've seen me behind the camera right now, I'm like, whoo. Um, my answer truly, and again, this may or may not apply to you, but if you are offended by this, then like, let's take some time to also marinate and, and ask if this is true for us. If you are seeking novelty and fun in your exercise and your training 24-7, 365, and you are that person that you're always chasing the shiny object, the new, that I get bored easily, do you do fun things in your free time? And what what are you doing in your free time that isn't the gym? And here's why. Mm. If you are somebody that, hey, you go to work, you go to the gym, and then you go hiking, you go surfing, you go outside and you're wake surfing, you're skateboarding, you're, I'm like listing all of like my hobbies, but it's like most people would be like, oh, like I stand up paddleboard, I go trail running, all of that stuff. I I have a question. Like I said, if if we're seeking that novelty and it has to be like 100% in our training and fitness, are you, do you actually have hobbies and do what things do you do for fun? Mm -hmm. Because my guess is that if you're somebody that you are, living a really big life and you have sports and hobbies and other things and you also train and you also eat well, it's like, it all goes hand in hand where, like I said, you know, it's like, if you were somebody that you just go to work, you go to the gym and that's the end of your day, we need hobbies because again, it's like, I think that's going to fulfill some of that like novelty and fun Mm. quota. Don't get me wrong. It's like programming can be fun or it can be sucky. Like I've followed other bodybuilding programs that was like, man, this is like watching paint dry on the wall. Like this is still a little bit too much for me. Right. But it's like, you also have to find programming that encompasses movements and things that you like. So like somebody, for example, in our Paragon Facebook group, she was like, Hey, I'm coming from a CrossFit background. I'm thinking about following the strength Metcom program. Uh, but I know that, you know, Brian's so like Brian Borstein, that programs for us, he actually has his own program and it's very machine and cable heavy. Like it doesn't encompass dumbbells. It doesn't encompass barbells. And so she was like, yeah, I think I want to like follow his program. And I was like, sister, I'm I'm going to paint this real clear. Like you are going to be bored to tears if you're looking for 
Yeah, you know, again, it's like if you're coming from CrossFit, you probably want something that's kind of more high intensity that that is fast and encompasses all the things that you love doing. Like, I think you're going to be bored to tears if you go follow this thing, right? So it's like, I think just making sure that the training you're doing lines up with things that you enjoy. Like mm-hmm. if you don't enjoy <clears throat> running, probably don't do a program that encompasses a lot of like cardio and conditioning and stuff like that, right? It's like, how do we have equal parts in our training that's like, what we need, which is progressive overload, a program that increases in difficulty over time. It's structured, it's periodized. Like again, we have, we cycle through hypertrophy. We cycle through metabolic uh, conditioning cycles. We cycle through strength. That's like, it's periodized. There's a plan for the entire year, but equal parts, like where's the fun quota? Because again, it's like, if you're doing something you fucking hate, well, you're probably not going to stick with it and you're not going to do it. And if you asked me to go to a CrossFit class, I'd be like, Politely, no. <laughs> like, I, well, I, mean, I don't have space for that, right? Like, yeah, I mean, and, beyond those days. And I think, I think too, something. I mean, at least what I've, I've done, at least personally, is just like if I wanted to do something, um, I would just, I would just kind of add a little bit of it in. But like, what's your goal, right? Like, if you have a certain goal that you want to achieve, like your actions and how you train need to line up with that. And I think it's totally fine. Like, if you. If you wanna, if you wanna do a bunch of different stuff all the time, go do it. But like, recognize that. Hey, like if you're then not seeing the result or some kind of result that you're aiming for and it requires you to uh, be a little bit more focused and intentional about your training, then you have to be okay with that or look at your and look at the fact that like, hey, like maybe I do need to, you know, sit and sit here and do this, this training program uh, more consistently and give it some time. Well, and it's like, yo, there can be seasons of life that you just YOLO your fitness or it's like, if you're feeling super burnout, that's probably what you need to do is just literally go like, do the shit you enjoy, do random workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, that's the, that's the toughie we always run into with when we talk about modalities like CrossFit is it's like, yo, CrossFit's fucking great. Like there are tons of gyms that run great programs, but equal parts CrossFit is kind of this big overarching theme of like, well, you might go to a gym that doesn't have good programming, that doesn't prioritize rest days. You might go to a gym that like the more is better mentality is like the sauce at that gym, right? So it's like, if you're following CrossFit programming, that's okay. But again, it's like, I've also been on the receiving end of, I've gone to gyms where the programming, you know, it's like, hey, we do have training cycles. It's very intentional. You know, there were different, again, different training cycles and Mm -hmm. different goals and stuff like that. And so it's like, it's being very clear about like, hey, we don't have to be a hundred percent. Like if you're like, yo, I just want to look better. I want to lose weight. Well, yeah, like you don't have to be a hundred percent dialed in. It doesn't have to be sucky and boring, but it's like, how do you find that balance of like, I'm in alignment with whatever my goal is, but equal parts I'm enjoying yeah. myself along the way. You know, it's like, you got to find that happy medium of like, okay, we do, <laughs> we do have to be dialed in. Yeah. <laughs> we can't just be willy nilly yeah. about our training, but equal parts, you know, like, how do you find that give and take? And I think it's also just like, uh, giving grace isn't quite the right term, but it's like, it's, it's being okay with understanding. We don't need to be type a and like the more tightly we're like, Oh, I'm focusing on this goal. Well, that can get a little messy too. So it's like, um, what I'm thinking about specifically is in our Facebook group, somebody was like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about swapping out this movement. Like, is it going to make me make less progress or less gains? And it's like, yo, at the end of the day, just like, like do the, do the work, right? It it really is just like consistently do the work. If you have to swap out a movement, that's, you know, maybe not the most ideal that it could be. That's not even the right word, because again, it's just like, like 
when we're talking about training, training is actually very forgiving. Like we just have to put in the reps and we have to put in the work and our body doesn't know if we don't perfectly follow the programming. Our body literally knows the stimulus it receives, right? So it's like, how do we, again, it's like this messy middle of how do you shake out to like, I'm doing training that supports my goal, the equal parts I'm having fun, the equal parts, you know, it's like, there has to be some monotony in there. Like we can't, again, it's like we go back to finances. Well, however much effort we put into is also like how much we get out of it. Um, So that's, it is, it's it's hard because as people, we want it all and we want it all at once. And that's just not how it works. I think, I think a key thing with that is um, just taking, taking data, right? Like um, just seeing truly like, are, are you progressing the way that you want to progress, right? Because if you are, what you're doing is fine, right? Um, but if you're not, that should be a sign that, hey, like what it, what about what I'm doing is not aligned with my goals. And if you can, you know, if you're if you're not progressing in your training, you're not getting stronger, you're not putting on muscle or anything like that, and but you're sitting here like changing all the things all the time, then maybe that's your sign to be like, hey, like let's let's buckle down and focus on one aspect and get really good at it or make some progress here. And then obviously test, right? Like if you do that and you have the data to support that, then that just shows like, hey, like I'm, I I need to do some aspect of this. And then maybe you say, well, okay, well, I also need to enjoy my training. So uh, what can I get away with, right? And then again, it's just looking at that data and constantly evaluating like, is this, is what I'm doing supporting uh, my long-term goals? Uh, one biggie that I would love to throw in the pot for discussion in, and this is again, something I 100% guilty of, but it's like, I would evaluate workouts based off of how sweaty I am, how sore yeah, I how am. Sore was I'm excessively one. sore. Better yeah. workout. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, if I wasn't rolling around on the floor after a workout feeling dead or feeling, you know, like if I didn't feel like I was dying during the workout, it wasn't a good workout. And man, like that's, that ain't how it works. Yeah. Now a lot of people too, like they have all those fitness trackers and it's like, or calorie counters on their, on their watches. And they're like, well, I didn't, I didn't burn that many calories or I didn't, I didn't get my heart rate in this zone or whatever. I must have not have done a good workout. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, bless it. Because we used to walk past uh, Orange Theory every time at, at our place in Newport, we would have to walk past an Orange Theory to go get our coffee. And there's nothing wrong with Orange Theory. Again, like I'm a big fan of however you train, like be happy and love it. And as mm-hmm. long as you love it and as long as it's getting you results, like who, who am I to you know judge how you work out? Like literally find a way to move that you enjoy ride it into the sunset. But man, I would see their marketing. They'd always have like little signs outside. It would be like talking about like the burn zone and where your heart rate should be. And it's like, yo, we're, we're getting people to kind of hyper focus on the wrong things. And it's not, you know, like those, those can be pieces of data that we do, (laughs) that we take. Right. And, And we can, we can use them. The equal parts, it's like, man, if you're just going to the gym and you are redlining every day and you are emptying the tank and, you know, if you think about yourself as a car, right, if you are in that car and you're driving 195 miles per hour every single time you get in your car, well, think about what that does to the engine and and what that does to the car over time, right? It's like you're going to run that car into the ground. Our bodies aren't that different. It's like, yes, we can go hard but we don't need to go hard 24 seven, 
365. And it's it's this weird balance, right? Because it's like something uh, Laura with Paragon and I talk about all the time is it's like, there's kind of two camps of people. And it's like, especially if you come from CrossFit and you're somebody like me, it's like, yo, I can go do a squat set and I know exactly how to elicit meeting Jesus on every <laughs> single set. Reversely, there's people that's like, yeah, I'm following this programming, but like, I, I don't know. I think I was that many reps in reserve and I don't, I don't know what my one rep max is. And I don't know, it felt hard. And it's like, yo, I need these people to like physically come to the gym with me and I'll show you what hard is, right? Like, and, and you've experienced that yeah, training yeah, yeah. with me where I'd be like, why are you hip thrusting more than me? Like, <laughs> fuck off, right? Um, and so it's like, how do we get people to have a accurate and a correct understanding of truly what failure looks like and feels like? And so it's like, that's why we love having regular strength cycles in our periodization is it is actually really helpful to know hey, I maxed out. I emptied the tank. Like this is literally the max amount of weight that I can lift. But if you don't know those numbers, well, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It can be really easy to be like, oh yeah, that felt heavy. And then, you know, it's like you go to test at the end of the cycle and you're like, fuck, I was sandbagging so hard. Like I'm here, I've been hip thrust in 125. And then I realize, oh, I can hip thrust like mm-hmm. two, 275, right? Um, So it's like, I think that's so helpful to have training regularly where you do max out. But even it's like we were talking about earlier, it's like you can, you can get caught in the trap. And I'm thinking of like 2020 us. It's like strength cycles would come around and we'd be like... Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go, right? And then I'd be like, back to hypertrophy. And you'd be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, but it's like, lifting heavy is so fun. But also understanding it's like, lifting at certain <sighs> RPEs or, or reps from failure. It's like, lifting super heavy doesn't necessarily effectively move the needle towards aesthetic goals. It doesn't yeah. necessarily move the needle towards strength goals and like trying to like increase in that way if it's not done the right way. Right. So it's like, it's so important to understand the intensity that we're bringing to the workouts. But I think even if we talk about running, right, it's like, well, if I wanted to run a marathon, a lot of my training would actually be spent at kind of like that. Oh, I'm working at like, 60, 70% effort. Like you're here a lot. And yeah, you do train at that 90 to hundred percent, like zone five, you know, I'm, I'm freaking dying. But it's like really a lot of your gains and a lot of your progress are made at that like RPE of like seven, eight, you know, again, it's like you're, you're cruising and you're doing this monotonous, boring work over and over again. Yeah. Funny how that's a theme, right? But it's like so many people will be like, oh, I'm going to train for a marathon. And it's like, Hi, I'm doing zone three. Hi, I'm doing zone four. And then you quickly like bump up your mileage and realize like, oh shit, I can't sustain that intensity. And so by default, you do end up back at kind of like that zone two, you know, more zone three stuff. And so same thing with training. It's just like, bro, like if you, if you were like, yo, I want to go to Mr. Olympia, I want to be shredded. It's not about lifting as heavy as possible. Your sets are hard but they're not necessarily, you know, it's like that heavy word. It gets a little dicey because it's like, it's about that my muscle connection. It's about your time under tension. It's about exhausting that muscle. But again, if you kind of compared like, oh, well, I did three sets of 10 at, I don't know, like 200 pounds. Well, yeah, that's hard. But if you're trying to move the needle towards aesthetics, it's like, well, uh, what if you lifted way lighter? You had a lot of tempo on each squat. You pause at the bottom and you're still shaking. And yeah, you feel like you're dying, but it's kind of a different thing. 
Um, I would love to hear your, because again, it's like you, more so than me, you were like, fuck yeah, I love lifting heavy. I, lo- you know, yeah. I love feeling like a baddie. But it wasn't also serving your joints and your yeah, actual yeah. Well, being, I, I mean, right? I was going to ask you too, it was like, what's, what's kind of your, um, I don't know, litmus test of, of a good workout? Like, what, what do you consider, Ooh. like you went to the gym, yeah, I had a good workout. Like, what do you consider that? So I've talked about this before, and this was kind of like a trial by fire, right? Like I had to learn the hard way. Uh, But for me, if I leave the gym and I'm experiencing brain fog, I don't have good mental clarity. I just literally feel like a zombie, like A plus B does not equal. Or let's say I went to sit down to work and like write a post, do whatever, uh, film on camera after the gym. If everything is not clicking and not jiving, like I should leave the gym actually feeling really freaking good. Like Mm -hmm. I I shouldn't be necessarily like skipping out of the gym, but it's like I'm sore in the appropriate places that I was trying to work. Um, Hey, I definitely am a little fatigued feeling, but I shouldn't be feeling like I lit myself on fire (laughs) (laughs) during a workout. Right. Um, And so that, that really is like the mental clarity is such a good litmus test of, well, did we get systemic fatigue? AKA did we exhaust my entire body or, Oh, do we have localized fatigue? AKA, Hey, it was a leg day. So yeah, I, I burnt my legs to a crisp, but I'm a little sore. Okay. Maybe I'm like wobbling down the stairs or something. But it's not, again, like the, holy shit, I feel like I got hit by a bus and now I'm not functional type of thing. Uh, That for me is is the sauce. And that changed my entire game because, again, it's like as somebody that knows how to lift heavy and if there's one thing I know how to do, it's grind. Uh, So do you know how many like squat sets? Like when I first started working with Brian, it would be like, oh, three sets of 10 squats. And like, I would send a video and you would see like rep nine or 10. We'd be like, you know, like 20 seconds. to like get from the top to bottom. And I would be like fucking burnt to a crisp. And he would just be like, Hey, go less hard, (laughs) like literally less weight. But like, you shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. shouldn't be having those, those reps. Right. You can Um, feel that like the next day, you know, next couple of days, like if you, went too much. I can feel it when I'm doing it. (laughs) Like literally, I, you know, it's like that when you get that certain shakiness, especially on leg days, you're like, oh, I fucked Mm up. (laughs) We we shouldn't be here. So, um, let's flip that back on you. Is that, is that something similar that you look for or what's kind of your, because I mean, you are older than me also. (laughs) It's like, I'm still kind of a little bit of a spring chicken. We we both get nothing, yeah, yeah. but you you do have a couple of years on me. So does that change your answer? Yeah, any? no, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, I think that for me, a, a good quality workout is, is like, yeah, if I can put the effort in um, and, you know, go to a, like a, a failure point with that localized fatigue, but not like completely just wrecking myself. I've done that before. I mean, I, I was a competitive weightlifter. So, I mean, I, I did that plenty. Um, <laughs> One one thing I was really actually uh something that Brian said um that's kind of stayed with me was he's really about like not training on sore muscles. And when I first started training, I I was like always chasing that. Like if I'm not sore, I didn't I didn't train hard enough. And if I was sore, and training, like I would just train through that and I was make sure like I would train through that. And so, um, 
what 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 the logic is behind that is that if your muscles are sore, they're in the process of repairing and recovering, and and you're not going to make the gains that you that you could make um, by training on them. They need the time to recover. And with me back in the day, man, I was just like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to train anyways. Um, and so now I've recognized that like, hey, like I don't need to make my body like super, super sore um, to make progress. And if I am sore, it's okay to like back off and let let things recover. And I'm probably going to see more, more, more result if I do that. So I think that was like a really I, game changer for I me. I love that. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think a lot of people do that. I think if people chase that, they just want that, they want that soreness. Yeah. Like I've had so many clients and be like, well, I just, I'm not sore. I'm not doing anything. I'm like, but you are. Like, it's not about yeah. being super, super sore. And that's probably even um, counterproductive to your long-term goals. And it's, it's so hard, right? Because again, it's like, there's all the spectrums of like, some people do need to train harder or especially if you're new, I think it's understanding one of the biggest things we see, and I experienced this as well, is it's like, let's say you're coming from CrossFit or you're coming from running or Orange Theory. You're going to be excessively sore the first few weeks if you start a new program and you're working muscles that you have never specifically mm-hmm. like targeted and gone after. So I remember the first week of Brian's programming being like, bro, I can barely like sit down on the toilet. <laughs> like, I feel like I need like a walker over here. And then sure enough, it's like it did get better after two or three weeks. And that's just that whole like Adaptation. when we work yeah. things. Yeah. It's like when we work things, your body is also like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're on the bus now. Okay. So, sorry. Sorry. Right. Um, but same thing, you know, it's like if you are excessively sore, also just keep in mind that if you go to the gym and get moving, sometimes you do, you just need to get moving and you're totally fine once you get moving. So it's just like that happy medium of, again, how do we, how do we have people not sandbagging in the gym, Mm -hmm. but how do we have people have an understanding of like, okay, this is what it's like to max out, to redline, to empty the tank. And then how do we train at like 70 to 80% majority of the time? Like that, that was a huge one that I would throw in the bucket is when I was doing competitive CrossFit, when I was training for regionals, all this stuff, I did not understand the difference between training and competing. Mm. And my training partners, Ashley and Tino, would try to beat this into my head. And I was just a little shit. I mean, I'm still a little shit at almost 34. But it's like, they were they were telling me and I just wasn't picking up what they were putting down. But like the difference, right, is like, I was at a gym full of people way better than me. So of course, I'm trying to keep up with them. I'm trying to like look good to the head coach and all this stuff. I was competing every day in training. And it's why I also ran my hormones into the ground. I ran my mm. body into the ground. I, I ran my gut health into the Like everything was... Because again, I was driving my car at 195 miles per hour rather than like, oh, like, okay, I don't have to go the speed limit, but maybe I go like 10 above the speed limit, right? Uh, you know, it's the same thing. You know, it's like training is, hey, I'm trying to get better. I'm putting in the reps. I'm putting in quality work. But also I'm trusting the damn process and I'm trusting my body to do what it came here to do, right? It's like, I think one of the bullet points when I like glanced through the list was like action without expectation. But truly, how many people go to the gym and it's like, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to look better. I want a six pack. And so they go to the gym every single day and it's like, I'm training so hard. My nutrition's dialed in why doesn't my body look like this person? Or why doesn't my body like look a certain kind of way? Or why am I not seeing the results? And it's like, 
yo, like there's, there's, <laughs> there's a whole church sermon in there about like, we have to do the quality work. And then we have to just understand that the things we want, A, are probably going to take a little bit longer than we want. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But B, shit takes time. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no, there is no hack. There is no, there is no hack. It takes time to build muscle. It takes time to, you know, see those things. And so if you are going to the gym with that, you know, with that, hey, I'm going to work out. I'm going to the gym. I need to lose weight. It's a really different energy than like, hey, going to the gym. I really want to PR my squat. Hey, I really suck at like elevated split squats. So like, I'm going to figure this out. Like, how do I, how do I move? How do I need to be set up? Oh shit. Okay. Now I'm feeling into my hamstrings. Awesome. Um, and, and same thing, just like going to the gym to enjoy to yourself enjoy, in yeah, terms for the of mental aspects. moving yeah. and yeah. yeah, just like, like, again, it's like the, the gym ain't therapy. Therapy is therapy, but you know how great it feels to go rip a heavy ass deadlift if you had a bad day or, you know, it's like, it, it's all, this is why I love like nutrition and fitness is like, there is no black and white. It's so much of it is like this gray, like, okay, yes, but also, but keep this in mind, but asterisk. Um, but truly, you know, it's like the gym, how do we make the gym a bit? Just like I, I've said this quote of like, let your cardio be fun. Let your training sessions be fun. Like, Try to, you know, again, it's like, it is you versus you. If you've squatted 200 pounds, well, shit, ma'am, what if you could squat 210? What if you could squat 220? Um, it, it's a subtle change that makes just such a big difference. Because again, when you're coming to the gym to enjoy yourself, to disconnect from whatever type of day you had, uh, to just be present in the gym and to push yourself. And, and, and again, for me, I, I'll say this till the day I die. The gym is self-development. And if I can grind hard in a workout, if I can grind hard and do things I never thought was possible, holy shit, does that transfer Mm -hmm. to everything else in my life, right? It's like, I am the businesswoman I am. I am the leader I am. I am the person I am because of that self-development work I do in the gym of, damn, I don't want to go to the gym today. But you know what? I'm going to the gym today and I go, right? Or, you know, it's like, it's, there's so much self-development that happens at the gym in strength training. You're challenged mentally, you're challenged physically, you're challenged emotionally. um, And that's why I'm so passionate about getting, specifically women, but getting everybody to the gym, you know, it's like, it's the same thing. I, I wish that my mom would strength train. I wish that she would lift because, you know, it's like, we want to age gracefully. Like, like, you guys, like your mom is such a badass. <laughs> and I love that. Uh, it's, it's so cool to see her even in her sixties lifting heavier than I yeah. am. Like I'm still Christmas will never leave me, you know, with your family of literally <laughs> doing dumbbell bench press and she is out benching me. And I was just like, damn, Della is such a badass. Right. Um, But, you know, it's like the gym is self-development and we are breaking our own ceilings. We're we're doing things we never thought possible. And so it's like, again, yeah, we can have aesthetic goals all day long. We can have, you know, whatever body composition goals, all that stuff. But like I said, can we have more of our energy focused on kind of the performance side or uh, the self-betterment side? Like that's yeah. that's the sauce, right? I mean, I, th- I think, again, it's like kind of goes back to um, all this stuff is like 
I don't know, skills and goes back to like values and priorities. And it takes time to recognize like what kinds of benefits these things give for you. And it takes, it takes time to recognize that like, Hey, like this is actually like, I started this process, um, to try to lose weight or whatever, make myself, you know, look better or whatever. But then I got so much more out of it. Right. And that, and that's the part where I think too, like even looking back, um, you know, we all, like I got started cause yeah, I was super overweight and all that kind of stuff. And, and I wanted to lose all the weight, but it's like, I kept going because of the value that I got from it and the benefits that I got from it. And I really think that that's something that a lot of people don't think about, um, that I, that I want people to understand is that like, you got to give it enough time to really let that sink in and realize that like, Oh, like this is actually now something that's truly adding a lot to my life. And, um, if once at that point happens, like you're, you're going to be stuck. And then this whole aspect of like struggling with consistency, like kind of goes away. I mean, I, at yeah. least I, at least in my experience, it has, you know, um, if I was, I love all of that. So a <laughs> church love that. Uh, if there was one thing that if I really like zoom out the number one thing that strength training and lifting has given me is self-confidence. Mm. When I found CrossFit and when I found the barbell and I was deep in my eating disorder, I was a little teeny tiny, you know, 90, 90 something pound LCK. I was so insecure. I was not confident in any way. And the transformation of, you know, it's like present day, if you see me in the gym, it's like, Again, if I need something in the gym, I will ask you for it. If you're like, again, if you're on a machine, you've been there for 20 something minutes, you're scrolling your phone. I don't care how jacked you are. I will walk up and be like, hey, can I work in with you? And then, you know, go, right? Or same thing. It's like, if, uh, again, if I'm doing stuff at the gym, people are probably intimidated by me because it's like this little tiny girl ripping heavy weights and just like so so confident about being in there, taking up space. I remember it was exactly three months into CrossFit. And I remember the very first day that like, I it, A, back up, this is in Illinois. So like humidity central, fucking swamp. Uh, and here I am doing CrossFit. It's a hundred plus degrees outside. So you're just like dripping, right? Like when you're so sweaty, you look like you took a shower, dripping. And I remember the first day and I was just like, mid-workout. And I was just so disgusted by like, you know, I have this t-shirt that's like clinging to me, like I need to take it off. And I remember being so nervous to just like take off my shirt Mm. and be working out in a sports bra. And that entire moment changed my life. And I, that was actually like the day I never went back to like work it out with clothes on. Like I was always just in like sports bra and shorts, sports bra and leggings or whatever. But I was so self-conscious of my body. Like I remember at the Mm. time being like, oh my God, like people are going to be judging me. People are going to be looking at my body. Like I'm not fit. Like, you know, it's like everybody at this gym was so shredded, so yoked. And I was still like so early to my journey, right? And the reality is I realized, oh, nobody is looking at me. Everybody is. And I think we can actually back this up into a different point. It's like so many people are so self-conscious in the gym of like, oh, people are watching me. People are judging me. People are, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's why I love sharing the video of me oh, and yeah, Natalie yeah, Higby. <laughs> oh, no, that was at the Golds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like jumping yeah. on the... So we, yeah. funny. we are at Gold's Gym during prime hours. We got to so input like this video in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get it. 
5.30, p.m., like the gym is packed. And so we had a hex trap bar that we were doing deadlifts on and the 45-pound plate was stuck on the end. And so literally, like I'm holding it. I try, you know, it's like I tried to jump on it. Plate doesn't budge. Natalie jumps on it. This plate doesn't judge, it doesn't budge. And I had my camera on because I was filming us like literally like just doing our deadlifts. And then I had never turned it off because we're like, oh, fuck, this plate is stuck. Not a soul <laughs> in the background. Like you can see all the people. Not a soul looked at the fact that, I mean, like Natalie's like 5'9 or 5'10. She might even be 5'11. Like she, she makes me look like a little child, right? But it's like, Full on like sprint and then jumping on this plate <laughs> and not a single soul watched. And so it's like, I, I think again, like think about that. It's like, yeah, if you're doing something dumb in the gym, people might be watching. But for the most part, everybody else is so insecure <laughs> and so focused on what they're doing. Most people have headphones in. Again, most people are trying to like disconnect from their day or maybe even work through things that happened in the day. Like people probably have their blinders on. And it, and a lot of times if people are paying attention, those are actually also the people that like will come up and give a compliment or, you know, it's like, that's actually when you get a lot of compliments where I'd be like, Oh, like I, I always see you in the gym and like, you're always just working hard, like keep it up. Or like, I love being that person. Like I'm the person that's like, if I see somebody in a gym, that's just like hustling. And every time I see them, you know, it's like, it might be the third or fourth time I see it. And I'll go up and just say, Hey, like, want to let you know it's super motivational or it's super awesome to see you like grinding like just know like we see you like you're, you're working hard right so it's like um people probably you know yeah some people might be but people probably aren't paying as much attention to you as you're paying attention to you and I think yeah. if we can get past that hurdle um because it's the same thing man it's like uh when Charlie and I work out sometimes he'll do this and like now he's on board but it's like you know we're trying to get out of the way at the gym compound is busy. Like there's like 1400, 1500 members, right? Like gym is busy. And so a lot of times he'll try to just like grab dumbbells and then like, Oh, let's just like go in the corner. And I've self-corrected him a couple of times because I purposely make sure if I am strength training, if I'm lifting at the gym, you better believe that if there's a ton of dudes up in like the dumbbell section, your girl's going to plant herself front and center <laughs> And I'm going to lift there. And the reason for that is because I want other women to see, hey, you belong here. Take up space here. You know, I want other women to be paying attention to the fact of, hey, I'm surrounded by a bunch of big old yoke dudes and your girl's still out here getting it, getting the fitness. Mm -hmm. Even right now, you know, it's like I, I'm doing body weight stuff post-surgery. Like I still have another month before I'm at the gym. So, hey, I'm still taking up that bench or I'm still taking up whatever. I'm in my little arm sling at the gym and yeah, I'm doing body weight split squats or I'm doing, you know, heels elevated squats with like a five or 10 pound dumbbell. But you best, like you better believe I'm front and center because I want to inspire other women of, hey, go here, take up space. Stop going in the corner to go do your little lifting stuff. It's like you belong here just as much as that guy out there benching a hundred pound dumbbells. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your fitness journey because we've all been there. Mm -hmm. Like even if you are lifting 10 pound dumbbells and you're doing RDLs, yeah. put yeah. yourself front and center because again, what the most experienced lifters are actually probably thinking if we see you and if we're paying attention is damn, I love that this person's just out here getting it, right? It's like, that's the real big sauce about the gym is the gym is a place of self-betterment and everybody is there to improve themselves 
or again, just to disconnect from their day, people love seeing people that are training hard, working hard and getting after it. And so it's actually respect, right? Like people are here for you grinding, even if you are at the beginning of your journey. Like that is my favorite thing in the world at the gym is like seeing girls that are clearly just like little spring chickens in the gym, working hard and getting after it. Like, God, like (laughs) that lights me up so hard. Um, So truly, it's like if I could leave one nugget, if you're newer to your journey, you belong in the gym just as much as every strong, jack, yoked person in the gym. Take up that space. Be confident with it. And again, it's like fake it till you make it. You ain't confident. You got to figure it out real quick. (laughs) You know, inserting yourself in that. Also, too, just like stop caring so much about what other people may be thinking. And probably they're not thinking about that. That's probably you in your mind projecting on them what they may be thinking. And you're you're actually thinking about yourself. So you got to check your, your, your thinking and just stop worrying so much about what other people may be thinking. Um, yeah. I mean, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. Uh, another really great bullet point I had on my list, and this is kind of a two-parter, but more time or days, you know, more, more time in the gym doesn't necessarily equal better or doesn't necessarily equal like more progress towards your goals. Because at the end of the day, you can only positively adapt. So gain muscle, lose fat, improve your body composition, improve your running time, your, your lifting, whatever it is you can only positively adapt from what you can actually recover from. And so, again, if there's one thing that like Paragon's changed my life about, I used to be terrified of rest days. I was the more is better crew. I was spending hours and hours at the gym, six, seven days a week. And it's like how how ironic it's been to like get in bed with the idea of like, wow, I train four days a week, maybe five days a week. Um, Do a little bit of zone two, a little bit of cardio, stuff like that. But I'm spending, you know, maybe half the time I was in the gym or a third of the time I was in the gym and I look better. (laughs) I feel amazing, right? I don't feel like a walking dumpster fire anymore. Uh, That was a really hard pill to swallow because again, it's like you just assume, well, if I put in more time, more reps, I get more. And that's just not, it's not how the gym works. It's like, it's Goldilocks and the three bears. It's like my forever like fitness analogy, right? But it is, it's like, we, we don't, we need a certain amount of training, but we need good training and we need smart training. And then we get to ride into the sunset. Um, that's a huge, huge lesson. I, <laughs> I took way too long. I think though, I think though there's learn. an aspect though, of, I mean, just being, um, enthusiastic, right? Like about like what you're doing. I mean, I'll just, I'll just take myself for an example. Like I love jujitsu. I, I, I train jujitsu a lot. Right. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> you and Charlie both. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that like, I train it because I love training it, but I will give you that point is that like, yeah, I train jujitsu a lot, but I, I don't gain as fast as I would correlate to how much I train. I train it because I'm enthusiastic. I love doing it, but yeah, I mean, more. I bet I would actually get better result if I train smarter, and as opposed to just trying to train all the time and more focused in my training. Like I'm literally listening to this, and I'm like thinking about like, 
I was there with lifting, <laughs> but and now I've switched. But it's so funny. Like you can change the things that you're doing and be right back at where you where you were like ten years ago. Like literally, I'm back where I am with weightlifting. So like now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, I need to I need to reflect on like my my jujitsu training and like can I like I'm probably not going to be able to sustain training as much as I'm training. So I need to think about like training smarter, having better quality training rather than just like, yeah, let me hit the, let me hit the mat three times a day. <laughs> Willy nilly. No, we, uh, bless Charlie. We just had like a come to Jesus talk because, uh, especially with all of my health stuff, like that's been so hard for him to navigate in terms of like staying on top of his fitness and you know, getting to the gym and, you know, equal parts. I literally would have some days of just like, man, I, I'm struggling. Right. And so what would happen with him is that it was like he would have an opportunity of like, oh, like Lori's, Lori's health stuff is great today or maybe I'm in surgery, right? So he just has like time to kill. And it'd be like, I went to the gym. Oh, it's sunny outside. So I went for like a three or four mile run and I'm gonna go to jujitsu. And then the next day, it's just like, douche, like it's yeah. smash, right? And so it's like, he would kind of oscillate between like doing the most and then doing the least because, you know, again, just couldn't figure out his schedule. So we quite literally got a calendar that's like in our hallway. And so he could put, hey, okay, these are the days that I'm going to run. I'm going to run two times a week. Hey, these are the days that I'm going to strength train. Because same thing, he was running into an issue with, he has class from eight to two in Newport, or it's actually like San, Santa Ana area, but same shit. Uh, so he has to get up at 5 a.m., take a 92-hour minute drive, go to class 8 to 2, and then eventually get home at some point. And so he couldn't figure out like kind of, okay, A, I'm underslept because I can't just like get my sleep quite in a row. But B, I'm trying to go to jujitsu. I'm trying to go to the gym, but I have homework, but also I got to drive and I got to commute. And oh shit, I forgot to beat myself. And so it was like quite literally at the beach, I was like, hey, why don't you kind of treat this like shift work where, hey, if you're going to class and you're driving, take those two as your rest days. Like we already know your sleep's going to be trash anyway. So what if those are for sure two rest days is Monday and Friday, or excuse me, Monday and Wednesday rest. So then, hey, that would leave you Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to strength train. You can insert your two running days wherever you please. You're still getting rest days. And so like we literally had to make a calendar to commit because same thing. It was like, oh, I want to go to jujitsu. <laughs> like he is the same shit. It's like if he could live every day and go to jujitsu, go running and strength training, he would do it. Yeah. And it's like he lived that life. And that's how when he met me, it was so life changing to be like, oh, not going to fucking burn my body into the ground. Like I'm going to follow structured training. We're taking three to four rest days. Like, holy shit. Right. Um, so it's like that would just be my suggestion also for you is it's like, can you protect you from yourself? And again, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I just, Hey, we're, we're about to do a sick workout. You want to join? Hell yeah. Like I'm, I'm your ride or die girl. I don't care what I did that day. Oh, I ran a half marathon. Oh, you want to, you invite me to a cool workout. I'm down. Right. It's like, we're, we're the same in that yeah, department. Yeah. So it's like, what, what if you committed to a calendar schedule? I think that would probably help you too. Well, let's, I mean, we probably, uh, talked about all the things that we want to talk about. Yeah, with this one. Changing your outside appearance won't generally solve how you feel about yourself, mm. at least in the long term. At some point, maybe it won't be good enough or you're still not happy. What truly makes us happy is when we're living in alignment with what we value and what's important to us. 
Do you want to expand on that a little? I know you've made a post about it. I was like, I've, I've yeah. seen this before, but it's, it's, a, it's a good one. Because we tell people, right? It's like, yo, I can help you lose 10 or 20 pounds, but right. you might still look in the mirror and not feel any different. Like, yeah, you might be fitting in smaller clothes, but you still might not have a better relationship with yourself. You might still hate what you see in the yeah. mirror. So it's like, yeah, we we got to do the internal. We got to do the the work. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, it's like you can you can get to a certain point where you look a certain way and then, you know, you think that. And in short term, it may actually make you feel better about yourself. Like it's definitely, you know, even me, me personally, like, um, you know, getting leaner and losing body fat, like definitely felt like good. Um, but then, you know, starting to realize like, what am I, what am I missing out on um, because I have to look like this and like the pressure that I placed on myself to try to look a certain way. And then, you know, how, what I would have to do in my life and like what I had to give up or, um, you know, all that kind of stuff to, to, in order to maintain that, it didn't really align with how I actually wanted to live. And so what's ironic about that, right? It's like you, you work towards something, you think that's going to make you happier and it actually makes you sadder, <laughs> you know, like, um, and so that's what I think is like the main thing about that is that um, there are things that are important to us in life. And we have values and priorities and things that we want to make sure that are present in our lives. And all, all the stuff that we do for like health, fitness, nutrition, it all should add value to that and also keep all that in our lives. And so in any point in time, we're doing something that's taking away from those values and priorities. We're probably going to be not as fulfilled. And that's going to be a real huge disconnect. And that's where I think a lot of people struggle with like staying consistent um, and keeping with it because there's just a massive disconnect between what they're doing versus how they actually want to live. So, yeah, it's like we see so many posts about that, right? And kind of the, the idea or the concept is it's like, yeah, like maybe you love how you look, you know, four or five pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. But are those four or five pounds the difference between you having date nights yeah. and having the energy to do the things you love and feeling really, really good in the gym or all of that stuff, right? It's like helping helping people find that happy medium of how do we get you to a body composition and a body that you feel good in, you can perform well in, but equal parts, you can do the things you love, mm -hmm. whether that's regular date nights with your significant other, uh, being able to have a couple drinks, you know, per week or month or whatever it is, uh, being able to travel and just eat the foods of that culture or that place that you are, mm -hmm. um, being able to enjoy, you know, vacation and trips and all that stuff. It's like the fun part about that is it's a moving target and you're probably going to go through phases where eh, maybe things are a little less dialed in. I'm just living in love and life. I feel good. I feel great. And then it's totally okay also to have periods of your life that you're like, you know, I've been drinking a little too much. It's kind of, it's impacting my mood or it's impacting this and that. Like, I feel like shit. Like, I think I want to dial things in more. You know, it's like, that's really when things get fun. And when you get started, you don't have that luxury, right? Like when you get started, you just got to get started. Yeah. And you have to be making big, you know, big changes to the way you're training and all that stuff. But it's like, if you can get to that place that kind of we live in now, where again, it's like, well, you were like 180 something pounds and now you're a little bit leaner. 
but you've had time to be like, ooh, you know, as fun as it is to have abs like this or as fun as it is to look like this, I actually want to shake out somewhere in the middle. Like I kind of miss doing stuff with Brianna or kind of, again, like the travel, the date nights, the, the just living life and having fun. And so um, being okay that that's a moving target kind of once you get to that place where we are, I think is yeah. huge because again, it's like people don't realize, hey, I, like I can feel really good at this body weight or I can feel really good at this body weight and it doesn't change how I feel. It's just what are my, how do I want to feel right now and what do I want to look like? Yeah. Like all that stuff Um, and being okay with that and kind of being, like I said, it's just like different phases, slightly different priorities. It's going to give and take like for people that aren't watching me on the microphone, I'm like <laughs> shifting back and forth a little. Um, But I think that is, that's so, so yeah. huge. I think, I think a big important thing when I would, if I would go back to myself and and tell my, or like, give advice to myself would be um, get some clarity about like what you want and really get a really good, clear picture of like how you want to be living, how you want to be eating, training, all that kind of stuff, right? Get some real, get some, get a real clear picture of that. And then another aspect of that is ask yourself, okay, why do I want these things and what value and what importance do they have? Like, what are they going to bring? What benefit are they going to bring me? Right. Am I, if, if having a shredded up six pack abs is going to get me like more dates and like more confidence. And that's super important for me. Like, <laughs> more dates, more weight. Yeah, like, it did, by the way, it did not. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so, so it's like, so, but if, but, but if something like that is super important to me, okay, then that, then that's probably what's going to have to stay. Right. But, it, but it, for me, you know, I, I didn't do this till later was just to really understand like what's actually things that I enjoy, what's actually important to me. Like, hey, like I just want to be healthy. Um, I want to feel good. I want to be able to do all the things that I enjoy doing, like train. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to experience things like that. Okay. Once you have some clarity on that, then your actions can line up. And when we are aligned or when our actions are aligned with our values and priorities, that is where we will feel the best about ourselves, regardless of whatever is on the outside, right? And I mean, of course, some part, some aspect of what's on the outside will play into that. But again, it won't be this like, oh, I got to look like this because that's the only way I'm going to be happy. No, like, there will be a point where it's like you have it, you have all of that. And then that is where you are in terms of outside and then how you're living your life. Yep. I think that so much, especially that's coming to mind is like with tracking your food and stuff like that. I know this isn't like the nutrition episode, but it's like understanding that like sometimes to maintain the things you want or the things that you like need, I'll say need in air quotes, um, it requires just doing shit you don't want to do or you don't necessarily want to do, right? It's like, ain't nobody being like, oh, hell yeah, I want to pay my taxes. <laughs> well, same thing. You know, it's like, I'm not every day being like, oh, hell yeah, I want to weigh my food. But to me, weighing and measuring my food is freedom because it affords me to look how I want to look. It affords me the opportunity to consistently feel how I want to feel. And therefore, I love tracking my yeah. food. It's great because it's just something that I do that gives me the results that I and want. They and they align with your values. For. Yeah. Like you mm -hmm. value, you know, looking a certain way and, and feeling a certain Being way. Being shreddy, yeah. Freddy. Like <laughs> it's important to you, right? It's important for your, probably your mental health and all that kind of stuff. And you've recognized that. And that's why, like, doing something, even like tracking, like maybe you don't want to do it, but you do it because it aligns and you recognize that and it probably took you some time to recognize that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I want to leave with one last bullet point and one last invitation to church. And that would be you can, everybody listening to this could follow the same exact training plan. They could eat the same exact you know, nutritional guidance way, whatever that is. Everybody could be eating and training the same exact way. And every single person would still look dramatically different. So many people follow somebody on social media. They subscribe to their programming. I'll be like, yo, this person is so yoked. I want to look just like them. Or, oh, I want to look just like LCK. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all starting from a completely different place. We have completely different histories and backgrounds in terms of if you were an athlete your whole life versus, oh, in college, I found strength training. Those are two totally different starting points, right? But same thing, like what is that person's nutritional background versus, you know, your nutritional background? You, again, we just got to put in the quality work and then be happy with whatever results we get and just be okay with our body, right? Like, again, so many people follow a training program being like, yo, I'm going to follow this program. It's going to make me look a certain way. And it's like, your body is going to respond to the inputs that you give it. So you got to just be grateful <laughs> for what you get. And, and again, it's like, it's a, it's a shift of, well, yeah, it's okay to chase a better aesthetic. We need to chase better body composition, but understand that again, you have control over how you look, but you also don't have a lot of control. Like it, it goes both ways. So you got to just be okay and come to peace and come to terms with loving whatever body shows up as a result of the quality inputs you are making in terms of your nutrition, your fitness, you know, going to bed at night, all, all of your habits, all of your things. You have to just love whatever body you get as a result of the quality inputs and let it be enough and be okay with that. Um, I think that's such a great point to end the podcast on because again, that's something that I yeah. struggled with for so long. I would see people on social media and be like, oh, inspo. I just want to look just like them. Or like, I remember the days of like Pinterest and like live journal, dead journal, where I'd be like, yo, I want to look just like this person. Like they're so amazing. Hashtag body and then goals. realizing, yeah, yeah, no, literally hashtag body goals. And then realizing, yo, uh, I'm genetically not built like this person. I'm not coming from the same background as him, but like, no matter how hard I try, I'm not going to look like this person. I'm going to look like me and I can look like a different version of me over time, but I might not ever get that look. Or again, like we talked about, like when we did the ab episode, it was like, I don't have the sticky outy abs. I don't have the turtle shops. Like I got like the sick, like oblique inside abs. And then, you know, just, it, it just ain't it. Right. So I think there's like, again, it's like, there's so much to that. But yeah. shoot, man, like you it really quality inputs, be okay with what you get. Yeah, and people just get caught in the comparison. And, you know, I think it's normal and human to compare. Um, I do it all the time, you know. Um, but I think you got to look at it if you are comparing. Um, you got you to gotta zoom out a little bit. And like, like kind of how you're saying is look at the situation, the circumstances. Like if you are a 36-year-old single mom, has three kids, and then you're comparing yourself to a 22-year-old, like full-time athlete has, that has nothing to do but just sit her ass in the gym and do thrusters, like, that's not the same. It's not the same. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's I think it's human to compare, but you got to be uh, aware of those differences. And honestly, like, I, I love asking myself, it's like, you know, can I whoop my own ass? 
like five years ago, right? Like, am I better than I was before? That is the only comparison that really, I think, matters the most. Like, are you better than you were a few years ago or whatever in the past? And uh, this is probably a good reminder. I meant to make this post forever. So this might actually be the one that like reminds me to do it. I'm going to make a mental note. But I want to make a video where it's like I just record it on my iPhone and then record that same exact thing. You know, let's say I'm like squatting, hip thrusting, whatever, with actually like the R6, (laughs) you know, Mark II Pro, like the big fancy camera with a color grade. Because again, it's like so many people it's not that we're trying to deceive you, but like quite literally when you're filming with, I don't even know how many megapixels are on a camera these days, but like, let's say it's 20, but then my camera is 40, 45, 50. Like you best believe I'm gonna look more jacked on that. But same thing, you know, it's like be, be careful about comparing how you look to somebody that's in a gym with really good lighting. Because again, like California gets it. (laughs) California understands the assignment of, you're going to have good body days when you walk in our doors because the lighting is perfect. It's like the drop lighting where you just look shredded even on like your worst day, right? Uh, whether it's infinite <laughs> training systems. Oh yeah, whatever that place is in whether Newport, man. I was like, what? who is this person? <laughs> well, and, and same thing at Compound. You're just like, damn, I yeah. look good, right? Um, and so just understand that, well, these videos that people are posting to social media, they're probably with fancy cameras. Again, they probably color graded it to make it look nice. The same thing. It's like how many people these days, they're taking their iPhone, they're dropping the exposure. So everything looks super dark, super shadowed. Like just again, be be cognizant that we're not trying to deceive you. We're just shooting with different stuff. So if you were in here too, you'd probably look a certain kind of way versus versus that, right? So just be cognizant of what you're seeing on social media you know, how that person looks in real life, they're, they're probably, you know, they're, they're probably a little bit different thing. I wonder if they could start a movement, like just show up, like shoot the real shit, like no, no touching up, no filter, no, no light. Like just what everybody looks like just normal. Cause, cause you can go to the gym and you see like, Oh, this person in real life, this is what, you know, whatever. But man, like, that's the that's the stuff that kills me, man. Just like seeing all the stuff online and and uh, you know, you're like, man, like how do I I don't know how to look like that guy? And then and then, you know, you may see them in person and they're like, they look they look good, but they don't look that good. It's like you did you did yeah, some yeah. stuff. And I'm like, can we just be real like anymore? I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway. That's dude, that's why like I don't I don't fucks with the angles on a lot of stuff. Like obviously like if I film stuff, like A, I don't want the camera up my booty hole. <laughs> so like Nick like Nick knows, right? It's like, yo, can you just film from the side or for like anything but that? Like I'm I'm not here for the thirst trap stuff. But yeah, it's like that that what you just talked about, we could make an entire episode about that because it's like especially at places like Infinite or the compound, there's so many people with big social media phones and like they know. How oh, the like angles. Move the body, the angles. And it's just like, yo, like as somebody like with an ass because I've trained hard, like I actually will make myself look like I don't have an ass if I were to contort my body in that way. Right. Um, so it's, it is, it's a jungle out there in terms of like clothing and knowing the right angles and, and all of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's a jungle. But on that note, we said we were going to keep this episode short and sweet and to the point. So as always, thank y'all for tuning in 
we would love to hear, you know, what was there anything today that really just like took you to church, really hit home? It's just some feels. And again, I would just say if there is anything that was said today that you felt very triggered or maybe offended by, what a good opportunity to get curious and mm. see why that was or why that elicited certain feelings. Because usually, uh, you know, again, as somebody that's been on social media for a while, if we're feeling a certain kind of way <laughs> about something, it's usually a you issue and maybe not necessarily like what got said. Uh, so like I said, you know, it might be a good opportunity to get curious if you're feeling a little spicy, a little little chili emoji yeah, about before you, something. Before it's... you send that DM, hey, that hey DM. <laughs> like just <laughs> think about it. Let it marinate a little bit before you send that hey marinate. DM. Marinate. Yeah. Look, look internally a little. Because uh, again, you know, a lot of times the stuff that we need to hear the most is the stuff that's the hardest to hear. Or again, it's stuff that maybe it didn't, didn't feel nice. It didn't feel like a warm, cuddly hug. Uh, but it was something that, that we did that we needed to feel or needed to, you know, kind of do a little deep diving on. But um, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We are going to do a part two episode to this one that's basically going to be more nutrition heavy and food heavy and uh, the things we wish that we learned about food. So with that being said, we will check you later. Peace. Yo, if you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd really love if you'd share this episode, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. Also, be sure to follow us on social media. You can find LCK on Instagram at Lori Christine King and LoriChristineKing.com. And also follow me at Alex Q. Macklin on Instagram and AlexMacklin.com. You can also check out Paragon Training Methods for fun and effective workout programs to help you build muscle, enhance your physique, and look and feel great in just 30 to 60 minutes a day. We have nine different evidence-based workout programs, and you'll have the freedom to work out when you want, where you want, and how you want. Whether you're working out from home or at a gym, there's fun and effective options for all goals, all skill levels, and time constraints. As a member of Paragon, you'll have the access to our amazing training app, online fitness community, and tons of free nutrition and fitness resources. LCK, Brian, and the Paragon coaches will be there every step of the way to help answer your questions, correct your lifting form, and help you work sustainably towards your goals.